Hello, listeners. My name is Tashara, and welcome to another episode of the LSE Focal Point podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Evie Vanessi. Evie is the Chief Risk Officer and Global Head of Enterprise Risk at Jefferies. She has been with the bank for over 11 years and has held previous positions at KPMG and the FCA. She holds a BSc in Actuarial Science from the LSE, as well as a Master's in Mathematical Finance from Oxford University. Evie is also a CFA charter holder. Evie, how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be talking with you today and even more emotional for me, given I'm an LSE alumna myself, and it's great to see the value of the LSE focal point and this hopefully informational and inspirational podcast. Of course, it's a pleasure to have you here today. So to kick things off, you, you studied actuarial science and mathematical finance at university. Did you always know that you wanted a career in risk management, or did you gradually develop this interest? It has definitely been a journey for me, my career in risk management. To be honest, I was always very practical as a person. As such, in choosing my subject, I considered a couple of factors. I always thought it's important to love or at least enjoy what you study and do. So I always enjoyed mathematics and statistics, and that's why I chose to study actuarial science. But I also had a clear view that I wanted to join the financial services industry, being fascinated with the financial news at the time and wanted to focus on subjects that would keep the doors open for me in terms of employability. For my postgraduate degree, I benefited in choosing to study mathematical finance as I had already started working in the industry and had a clearer view on wanting to get a deeper understanding of the mathematics and pricing of financial products. But in terms of risk management, I believe that we're all risk managers to some degree, even as part of our everyday lives. How do we do budget management at home and log in interest rates for our mortgages or how we hedge our bets in making our university choices? So for me, this was a natural path that I thoroughly enjoyed and still love to date. And it was reinforced with the financial crisis over the years and the spotlight put on risk management. So the role of risk management is heightened significantly post this crisis. And for me, this was a fascinating sector that I could see continuously evolving and allow me to make an impact. Great. Very practical as well as interesting way to look at your career and you know you mentioned a sort of a very interesting perspective on how everyone is a risk manager in their own way so on that note could you provide us with some insight into sort of what your role involves and some of the daily tasks that come with this yes absolutely I mean you covered the, the role as part of your introduction but as part of those responsibilities I oversee our team responsible for managing financial and non-financial risks and setting the risk management framework and culture. So a big part of my job is to take technical and complex risk data and information and translate it into simple to understand messages and primarily actions for our key stakeholders, whether these are the regulators or the board of directors or clients. So if I have to describe the various components of my role, I would categorize them as those which are predictable or what we call business as usual and the unpredictable ones, which most of the time end up being the most interesting and fascinating part of what we do. So on the expected side, I spend a big part of my time being involved in governance committees and other fora where we communicate information and enable decision making. 
On top of that, we spend time working on risk management processes, whether that is risk reporting, managing long-term projects around technology, data, and innovation, or focusing on being what I call a commercial partner to the business in launching new business and products or entering new markets in a controlled manner that will offer the optimal risk reward for the firm. Another big component of our role is the proactive engagement on deep dive reviews, stress testing and scenario analysis, and looking at the firm's vulnerabilities. So getting a good understanding of our known unknowns, as I call it. Although there's always a plan on how the workday will look like, most days, and particularly those experienced recently last month, will see a change in priorities to focus on the current markets. So we recognize that no day is the same due to the unpredictability of the markets. Volatility is key for a firm like us, and the impact on our exposures and our portfolio and, and our P&L. It means that we're in a fast-changing environment, and we have to remain agile to reprioritize every day. An important focus for us in the risk organization globally is around communication. So we spend a lot of our time during the day communicating, escalating, and learning from each other. Great. Thank you for that, Evie. And definitely sounds like a lot of variety indeed. And as you say, no two days are alike. So with that in mind, you know, I'm sure that you have to prepare for a lot before you even get to the office. So could you give us an insight into what your morning routine would look like? Absolutely. So in addition to my CRO responsibilities, I'm also a mother to a 10-year-old boy and a dog owner, a proud one. So my morning routine has to balance all those roles. So efficiency and effectiveness are key here. So day starts at a quarter to six to get ready, read the news, and get an update on markets on different time zones like Asia. So staying up to date with the news is vital to remain up to speed with everything. And this does not change. If anything, it becomes more important because this is how you remain relevant within your team, your role, and your clients. I always try to get breakfast with my little one before heading into the office, and I use that time to catch up on all emails from the night before, given we operate across time zones or deal with any admin for the day. Great. It definitely sounds like having to wear a lot of different hats and balancing different roles. So earlier in our discussion, I did mention sort of your career trajectory and you gave us some insight into sort of what got you to where you were. And I'm sure that through this process, you've faced a lot of different challenges. So what have been some of the greatest challenges that you faced in your career journey and how did you overcome them? Let me talk about a couple of challenges that I think will resonate with a few people listening, depending on which phase of the career they are. So at the beginning of my career, I found building an executive presence and adopting my communication skills to the audience challenging. Adjusting my presentation style to the audience for complex and technical matters, from board-level executives to regulators, and then to your own teams and managers, was quite challenging for me. Like anything, it takes hard work. I was fortunate enough that my first employer, the the FSA, offered excellent training on this. But fundamentally, it takes practice on the job and being on top of your game, going through every presentation, having prepared what you will cover and how you will cover it until this gets natural over the years and, and, and with practice. I also ask continuously for constructive feedback. It is amazing how supportive colleagues and managers and even your clients 
whoever they are at the time can be in this area. So seek feedback always. Now, as I became more senior and had a child, balancing personal and professional life became more challenging, predominantly overcoming the continuous guilt that I faced with not giving my all on either. And this is something faced by every parent that has to work full time. And the same applies whether you're a parent or having someone to care for, or you have other interests you wanna be dedicating time to. So it is important to take time and do this properly by making reliable arrangements that will maximize your time commitment on each, such as organizing reliable childcare or other support at home that will free some of your time. Talk openly to your employer and manager. I had and still have a very supportive team in Jefferies, both my management team, as well as the team that I look after. And I think 10 years on, firms and employers are, or at least should and can be more flexible than ever to ensure you are where it matters the most at the right time. And as a minimum, that increases the loyalty you have to the organization. What that highlighted also is the importance of having a support network, whether that is from a career management perspective, a mentor or a coach, or a selective peer group that would support you, but also provide you with networking opportunities and at, at times become friends. Great. Some big challenges indeed. And I think I especially liked how you, you discussed different challenges that you faced in different phases of your career, because there, there's always going to be something else that we're going to have to overcome. So that's very inspiring to hear. I'm sure that there have been a lot of books that have probably influenced you in this journey, both in your career and your personal life. What have been some of the most influential books that you could share with us? I personally think there are a lot of amazing books out there which can influence you at any point in time. It's the same as role models, where whether and how much they influence or inspire you is impacted by your emotional and mental state at the time, but your own personal experiences. So I'll choose a, a couple of them. A great book for me is Bounce by Matthew Said. It, it made an impact on me, and I use it as an example with my son. For me, it is about how training and hard work beats talent, except when talent works hard. It explains the focused practice, the mindset of high performance, but how you can use some of those tools to get better. One of the first books I read that stuck with me is Liar's Poker by Michael Lewis. It was at the beginning of my career and felt that the book had captured an important period in the history of Wall Street in the 80s and influence more my decision kind of to stay and, and have a career within the industry. Another influential book for me has been Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. I read it at a time that I needed to lean in to seek challenges and continue to pursue my career goals without fears. There are other great books that inspire me along the way, but kind of these are the, the, the main ones. Great, definitely some great titles there and, and a lot of variety as well. So, so far, Evie, we've had a great conversation about your career, sort of your, your journey there and the challenges that you faced. So let's shift the conversation to sort of dig deeper into the work that you do in a day-to-day -day basis and, and risk itself. So how has technology changed the way that we see risk and what challenges and opportunities as well do you see this posing in the future? It's not only about technology. Let's kind of use the, the whole kind of picture here, but technology and taking it a step further, data integrity and innovation 
at the top of nearly every business agenda across functions. And, and in this case, risk is not an exception. Technology is critical to innovation and scalability of businesses. And it is vital that companies are able to adopt new technologies quickly and effectively, as well as that is technology can be agile and scalable. Although there is an acceptance of technology being critical, it is often challenging to effectively implement and apply and as such, having the right organization, people and skills in place is vital. Let me start with the, the risk infrastructure first. So risk infrastructure, including the platform, and most importantly, data integrity and scalability is, is key. Firms are finding that platforms built a few years back are no longer relevant or cannot keep pace with the changing markets, products, volumes, and as such, they do not provide us a clear view of the risks that we run. So as products and markets get more complex and there is continuous innovation, the risk platforms need to remain up to date and be able to be agile and automated enough to allow timely changes. Linked to this is also data integrity. This is of vital importance in all risk reporting processes and ensuring the accuracy and information provided to senior management to enable timely decision-making. Then there is the role of artificial intelligence and the insights that this can provide in certain areas. However, effective risk management is pivotal for AI adoption as management needs to have a meaningful understanding of the technology, its existing and also potential users, and fully understand the implications of AI and some of its unintended consequences. And lastly, for me, there is a role that risk managers have to play in addressing the risks involved in digital transformation and in keeping those risks of innovation under control by ensuring there is the right balance between investment and pace of adoption. For that, risk has to increase its technology skills and engage proactively with the business on an ongoing basis around technology risk. Operational resilience, vendor management, and business continuity are key areas of focus now more than ever from a technology and operational point of view, particularly given the interconnectedness of the financial system and aim to minimize impact on market participants. Right, thank you. And that definitely highlights sort of the increased importance that we have here, because as you mentioned, it, technology and risk are now so interconnected. So, so far, we've, we've discussed about sort of the risk management landscape. And I'm sure that there are a lot of students who are interested in a career in risk management. So what would you say are some of the key skills that are required for this career? And uh, what are some practical things that someone can do right now to be able to start developing these skills? I will take this opportunity and say that now more than ever, the industry and the risk management sector is more diverse in terms of skill set and academic background. We embrace and encourage diversity, and we have found that we're better risk managers when we work together with people from various different backgrounds rather than just the traditional quantitative disciplines. And this is partly due to the expansion of the risk management roles and function itself. So a strong quantitative background is essential for some roles, but for some others, it is about the willingness and ability to learn and understand the bigger picture that is most beneficial. So let's focus into a couple of areas that I think are quite important. I think, firstly, you need to have a great attention to detail. 
most of the issues in risk management are uncovered in the small prints, in, in one small number uh, in a page of a long deck. You need to have a great attention to detail. An ability to simplify complex programs and, then, and, and problems and apply critical thinking to them. It's all about having a solution and a recommendation to that solution. You need to have a genuine interest in financial markets, a deep understanding of markets, financial products, and the area of risk that you want to focus on. In risk management, our role is to challenge the first line and the revenue generating functions, but also be their commercial partner, support them to find solutions that would allow them to balance the risk reward proposition for the business. As such, you need people skills, as ultimately you want to be in a position of influence with your stakeholders and be a partner to the business. So developing a strong knowledge of the business you're risk managing will enhance your credibility. Communication skills are key. We talked a little bit about the need to explain complex and technical terms in simple messages to be able to support management with timely decision making. An important kind of point for me is to continue learning always. Industry practices and regulation continually evolve and we need to make sure that we move with it. Products keep changing. A lot of the transactions are bespoke. So you need to stay up to date on regulation and industry practices. There are so many publications out there, ever so now that before, and there are practical examples and challenges from organizations and lessons learned from various crises and failures of institutions. So understanding those lessons learned, as we talked about before, risk management is an evolving discipline and you need to use the process to continue improving. But the most important training you will receive is on the job training and building on the experience. Great. Definitely a variety of different skills in, in this career. And, you know, also it's very motivating to hear that the risk management industry itself is, is looking to hire a more diverse workforce and really leverage all these different skills that people can bring. So Eva, you've given us some great advice already, but is there any other advice that you'd like to give to our listeners, particularly maybe some females who are looking to enter the world of finance? I always think of this question as to the advice that I would have liked to have been given when I was first entering the industry. So firstly, I would say be ambitious and driven. Don't put constraints on yourself or allow others to put those constraints on you in terms of your ambitions and goals. Truly believe in yourself. Be your own advocate and find sponsors and mentors and a support network that will support your journey. Proactively manage your career and take advantage of every opportunity that is given to you. I said more yeses than noes in the opportunities that were presented to me at times, and I do not regret that. Even if it's not what you want to do longer term, the experience you get on the way is truly invaluable. Network. I can't stress this enough. Network as much as you can. Spend time to get to know people and be genuinely interested in what they do. The industry is smaller than we think, and I still come across and work with people that I met 20 years ago at the outset of my career. Then, for me, it's very important to be yourself, be authentic. Don't get caught up in trying to follow certain behaviors, but recognize that you need to be strong and assertive in order to compete. Now more than ever, 
the industry is recognizing the benefits of diversity in both skill set but personalities as well. Most importantly, don't be afraid to make mistakes or failing, irrespective of how failure is defined. Every failure is a learning opportunity and can be part of your success story. If something is not working out for you, don't be afraid to change it. And lastly for me is to always be curious and inquisitive. Never stop learning, either through reading or speaking to people or even asking questions. Now more than ever, there are so many opportunities for learning and experience building. Use them all, from the news to deep dive reviews published online, from tutorials and even this podcast, online courses and in-person inspiring speeches, to internships, whether paid or unpaid. Always strive to remain challenged. Great. That's some excellent advice and something that I think a lot of us will be able to apply as we begin to start our career journeys. So thank you, Evie, for spending time with us today. It was great hearing your thoughts. And I'm sure that our listeners can take a lot away from this episode. And thank you to our audience for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I enjoyed speaking to you. And allow me to end by wishing you and all your listeners continued success in your career journeys. I always like to quote the Greek poet, as you said out for Ithaca, hope your road is a long one, full of adventure and full of discovery. All the best. Great. Thank you.